Welcome in, everybody. How's everyone doing? It is Monday night, which means you're live here with me, Miss America, the Bearded Truth. Thank you guys all for coming in today. Hope you guys have been well. Hope hope you uh, had a wonderful weekend and you got to spend some time with friends and family and uh, really got to enjoy that. Um, I know I, I did as much as I could, did a little volunteering, did a little fundraising, and uh, did what I could in order to help the community. So um, it's a good time every time. And uh, I first want to start off and say thank you to Muddy Waters Media for allowing me to have a platform to come out to give my views, my opinions, and to share my thoughts with you guys. Now, today's show, we got uh, we got a little bit to talk about. So on Saturday, if you guys somehow missed it, uh, there was a shooting down there in San Diego at one of the synagogues. So um, we gotta we got to dive into that a little bit. We got some breaking news. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, he submitted his resignation. So we're going to we're going to give a little recap as to his interactions with the Trump administration, what's been going on there, um and and some speculation as to why it was that he did. And uh so we'll we'll get into that a little bit. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the fears of the future. There's there's um there's a former CIA officer who's warning us of what the future may hold depending on if this uh situation as he projects may occur. So some good stuff or not good stuff um but some some scary stuff there. And then also Mr. Buddha Judge um also been referred to on Dave Smith show as Mr. Booty Gay stuff or something like that. Um he has an accusation coming out against him. So we'll cover that. We'll talk about uh, that whole situation, um, and we're gonna we're gonna bring back an article from 2015, 2015 up there in the UK land, um, where in Berlin they have statues. So I want to I want to. Not many people know about that. So there's statues up there, and uh, so this was unveiled back in 2015, and it really does give you a different perspective on some of the news that we've been receiving as of late. I do have some goodie bags for you guys um, as well coming into this. And we will also, we will also, I might be able to get into a, a, a discussion that I realized a lot of people don't know about, that I haven't heard about, and that, that's involving back in the 2004. Let me know in the comment section, have you guys ever heard of something called the Killdozer? Um, it's, it's a, it's a wildly, um, scary situation. If you're, if you're a believer in the individual or if you are afraid of government overreach and overstepping. So we'll, we'll get into that story a little bit. Um, and hopefully the video will work out for me. If not, you guys might have to tune in. I did share this with a, a fantastic, uh, podcaster who does it daily. And, uh, he's some, some form of a dancer, I think, um, he may, I may be able to to bend his arm enough in order to get him to to share this story as well, and I'm sure he will be throwing that uh, that video out at you guys. So we'll see if we can we can get this this daily dancer to throw it onto his. Um. So I first want to start off with on Saturday, six months after the what was that the Church of Life shooting there in Pittsburgh. Um, where a synagogue was shot up and 11 people were killed. Um, that spurred up a lot of controversy, that, or not controversy, but conversations, because anti-Semitism is a real thing. That killing Jewish people is somehow, in, in some people's perspectives, in their opinions, is an okay thing, is a justifiable thing, is a way of protecting one's own sovereignty, culture, 
society, country, city, whatever it is, they somehow believe that this is an acceptable thing. Now, six months to the day later, we had a shooting here in San Diego, California. And this situation is different than the Pittsburgh shooting, but it is eerily similar to another recent shooting. And so I I dove down into the story a little bit. What had occurred was that on Saturday at, uh, there was a, a synagogue down in San Diego and worshipers were celebrating the last day of, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the holiday. Starts with an S. I apologize. I apologize if you guys if you guys know it, drop drop it real quick. But nonetheless, um, people were celebrating the last day of a holiday, and the shooter comes in, 19 year old American medical student. As usual, I'm not going to be dropping his name. Opens up fire into the synagogue. He did manage to kill one woman and wounded a rabbi and two others. And the story should stop there, right? He was quickly apprehended and taken away. Passover, thank you. Oh, it wasn't even an S. I wasn't even close. Wow. And it should be, that should be the end of the story. But sadly not, of course not, because what we are seeing is a lot of copycat killers. We're seeing a lot of people trying to emulate others and and to try to really push their message or their their narrative that they really want to push onto us. Um, and so I have to do the dirty work. I can't talk about a topic if I haven't looked into it at all. So the individual doing this did pass out a, a manifesto, and I have it. Um, there's a couple key points in here that I do want to cover with you guys, but uh, I will warn you guys, uh, the stuff is pretty disgusting, uh, his beliefs. Not disgusting in the way that like you know, he's talking about gruesome things, but disgusting in the way that these are, 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 are simpleton. Um, ideas. These are these are ideas where you base somebody's value on their ethnicity, on the the country of origin, on their religious beliefs, and this is something that you know us as individuals we can't hold that against somebody else. Um, yes, you can choose your your religious upbringing, or you can choose what religion you follow as you're an adult. But oftentimes, people follow the culture of their parents. Um, you don't get to choose your ethnicity. You don't get to choose your gender. You don't get to choose a lot of things, and none of those things inherently dictate how your life is going to run. So, uh, some pretty disgusting things in here. Um, very there. There is a a litany of points in which he's calling people the n-word he's calling people uh racial slurs and going after them obviously a clear-cut racist it is what it is the media has once again tried to put this out as a trump supporter um this is patently false line 39 of the manifesto um or or yeah, line 39 of the manifesto is a quick lightning round area where he says, are you a Trump supporter? You mean that Zionist, Jew-loving, anti-white, traitorous cocksucker. Don't make me laugh. Clear cut, he's not the biggest fan of Trump. Now, there are many of us out there that are not the biggest fans of Trump. There are some people who love Trump. Doesn't really mean a damn thing. It's a way for the media in order to project their narrative, that orange man bad, that... 
nothing Trump does is good, and everybody who does bad is obviously a Trump supporter. That that we just got to lay it out there. We just gotta we just gotta push that away. It's not not anything worth talking about. Are you affiliated with any political ideology? Yes, it's called not wanting to go extinct. So, with that understanding, with that that concept of not wanting to go extinct, you can think of an ethno nationalist. You can think of of uh, alt right. You can think of of many a things. Um, but he debunks with the next line: Are you a conservative? He debunks the idea that he's just your typical conservative. Um, that he's just your average right winger. To the response of, are you a conservative? He responds with, I'm not a useless, spineless coward. So no, I am not a conservative. Conservative is a misnomer. They conserve nothing. They'll complain all they want, but they won't take up arms and threaten their government with death. The only thing that works. Ever heard about the Battle of Athens, 1946? Find your balls again, you insufferable faggots. If you do not defend your rights, you deserve none. So the man is is obviously filled up with hate and and disgust, and <laughs> that's funny, boogie. Um, this man has obviously got a, a lot of pent up rage and a lot of of anger that he wants to just throw out there and ex, uh, expel out to the world. Um, his views on that. No one is big enough. No one is strong enough because they're not going out there and following in the ways of the path of of the New Zealand shooter, which he does bring up. Um, He talks about it a little bit in here, and he says, look, he did it first. I did a second. Let's make this a trend. Let's make this keep going. These are things that we have to have conversations with people. Um, He – if if you have – If you're somebody who is interested in seeing the atrocities and the atrocious views of some people, he does spell out in here, and I'm not going to name the song, but he says, what's your favorite song to play? Because he was a pianist. And he names this song, and if you go to the YouTube uh, comment section of that song, you can see just of that there are people that are inspired by this. This is this is truly frightening. This is truly a, a huge fundamental issue where more people are becoming inspired by this atrocity. And so I encourage anyone and everyone out there, try to start up a conversation with somebody that has hateful views, that doesn't agree with the idea that race doesn't mean a thing. Have conversations with people that are racist, that, that whether they're blatant racist or they may not be racist – we need to at least be inspiring conversations to to find out. And and one problem is is that a lot of these people that are so caught up in this, they are major introverts. Um, the 4chan community is a community where this is kind of stemming from. This is where it's from beginning. And a lot of people are going after 4chan wanting to shut it down. This is not going to make the situation better, right? Silencing people. It didn't work in the 1930s with the, the brown shirts, with the the – the Nazis, because that's what actually propelled them into um, taking more actions and getting more involved in and in coming to power. Hitler raised up to power through that movement, and then obviously history followed their own. 4chan is a, is a group where the people are often referred to each other as autists. They're often um, people that are pretty well connected, pretty well um informed and and capable of utilizing technology um, in ways that the average citizen is not. Um, 4chan has done good things and they've done some pretty bad things. 
Some good things that I've seen is is people report that they've been sexually assaulted, that they've been raped, that they've been attacked, that they've been um, that somebody else has been murdered. And 4chan has been one of those entities that people can go to release the information. And within a couple hours, you have not only the person's address, but you have their social security number, where they work, where their family lives, and, and you have just a litany of things. So there is a possibility of good coming from 4chan. There has been good things coming from 4chan, and there's been some comical things. But of course, there are atrocious things that happen there. <laughs> Make classical music great again. It's there's there's so much there within 4chan um, that is you can see the disgusting parts of it. And that's what people like to focus on. But there's there is been there has been good things from it. Um, Anonymous has, has utilized 4chan. If you guys follow Q, Q was using 4chan for a while. If if I if I'm not incorrect on that, um, I'm not a huge Q follower. I don't follow Q really at all. Um, but, you know, his post originally started from, I believe, 4chan. So. There's also some comical stories. So I want to I want to lighten the mood a little bit before we we get further into this. If you guys recall all the way back to 2015, I believe it was. 2015, 2015. Give me a date. To 2012, I apologize. Um here's something that I think is just absolutely beautiful that happened at the hands of 4chan. Um in 2012, Taylor Swift decided that she was going to open up a a contest and during this contest, whatever school was going to get the most votes, get the most likes on Facebook, get the most support behind them, Taylor Swift was going to go and perform. Now, if you guys have ever listened to Taylor Swift, you would know it's she's not a good musician. She's just simply not. I'm sorry if you guys like Taylor Swift. Her music is better done, redone as a cover by metal bands, right? I Prevail has done some pretty good um, songs of hers. If you if you like Blank Space, go listen to I Prevail version. Uh, I Prevail's version of it. It's much better. Um, but nonetheless, so Taylor Swift, not a great musician, but she's trying to get out there, trying to raise up support, try to try to get some publicity behind her. Back in 2012, when she was really starting to really blow up, um, 4chan comes along and they come in and and Blitzkrieg the competition in order to vote for Horace Mann School. Now, Horace Mann School is not just your average school. It's Horace Mann School for the deaf. So 4chan managed to come in and hijack the contest contest that was sponsored by Papa John's and textbook rental company Chegg. <laughs> and they actually made it to where Horace Mann School for the Deaf was going to win. So that's right. Taylor Swift was going to go to an audience that was capable of listening to her entire show. Um, that is a, a school for deaf children. Now, <clears throat> the nice thing about this situation is they, they spun in a positive way. And they, they had actually, it, as a result of this, um, she did not perform for them. Um, but $50,000 in donations were given to the school for the deaf, including a $10,000 gift, not tax. Or not not something that's taxable, but a gift. It should be. It shouldn't be taxable. Um, gift from Swift herself. So there's one fantastic thing that happened from Taylor, or not from Taylor, but from 4chan. The other good situation that I I really like, as somebody who used to live in Alaska, as somebody who used to be attached to Alaska, um, Kodiak, Alaska. Now, if you if you want to know where Kodiak is, you know how the bottom of Alaska looks like a a 
sideways C, right, with the with the opening at the bottom. Well, down along the right side towards Juno area, if you know where the capital is, is a little town called Kodiak, a small town of 6,000 people. Well, Pit, Mr. Worldwide Pitbull, the rap hip-hop artist, he opened up his own competition, right? And this was back in 2015. No, this was also in 2012. So 4chan is just out there helping make the world a better place by helping make sure that these musicians go to not so fantastic. Uh, sorry, go to not so fantastic Kodiak or uh, Kodiak, Alaska, and then Taylor Swift going to a school of deaf kids. They managed to win. Mr. Worldwide's competition and send him up to Kodiak, Alaska. Like I said, 6,000 people living in the city, not very many people. So there we have Mr. Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide going all the way up to Alaska in order to hang out in Walmart and to meet his fans. All 13 people in that town that knew him, they were ecstatic. But so two good things that happened from, from 4chan. Now, getting back to the horrific situation from this event. Um, <clears throat> I want to read this last part of his uh, of this individual's manifesto from the attack. Um, I say this in complete disagreement with it entirely, but I, I want people to understand the ideology behind this. I want people to understand that these are people that aren't just doing this willy nilly. They are doing this with a plan with. It with an idea behind them. And so what we see oftentimes is whenever there's an atrocious attack happen, whenever there's a, a, an atrocity, whenever there is terrorism, whether it's domestic or foreign terrorism, people say it's senseless killing. People say that there was, it, was just, it was just to create chaos, just to create terror. But if you understand what they're trying to do, then you can at least be more equipped in order to understand, in order to help make a change. And so he said, and last but definitely not least, to the true Anons out there, which is what they call each other, um, you are the product of slash pole, the product of unadulterated truth. You are my brothers and the best dudes out there. You are the most honorable men of this age. Despite all odds against you, you not only discovered the truth, but also to help spread it. Some of you have been waiting for the day of the rope for years. Well, the day of the rope is here right now. This, that is if you have the nads to keep the ball rolling. Every Anon reading this must attack a target while doing his best to avoid getting caught. Every Anon must play his part in this revolution. No man can be pulling his punches. This momentum we currently have may very well be the last chance that the European man has to spark a revolution. This stuff right here is the stuff that is truly worrying because while people look at this, while people see this and they say, you're doing exactly what he wanted to because you know, you're sharing out his information. You're sharing out what he wanted to spread. There is a complete difference between saying, Hey guys, I'm sharing this out. I want you guys to follow this. What I am doing is I'm trying to make sure that everyone is informed that this may not be the last time that, that people come out and do atrocious acts like this. This is why it's imperative that you, the individual, have the utmost uh, responsibility in order to protect your life. If you are not there to protect your own life, you cannot trust others to do it. 
understanding that when you go to a religious event, when you go to a public event, when you go out on the town, when you go out in the city, wherever you are going, even if you're in your own home, there is a risk. There is an inherent risk because there are insane people out there that want to do you harm based on your skin color, based on your ethnicity, based on your sexuality, based on your religious preferences. People want to do harm to others. It is something that we cannot stop. And this is why it's important that this is really why it's so important that we have the Second Amendment. This is why we have the Second Amendment, because you need to be able to protect yourselves from enemies, foreign and domestic, to be able to protect your life, your liberty and your pursuit of happiness. Because I'm sorry to say this, but the government has not been there in order to stop this. If you look at mass murders, if you look at mass murders stopped by the cops, on average, it's 16.3 killed by those mass murderers. Mass murders killed by another civilian, by another by another liberty-loving individual, four point, I think it was 4.8. The numbers are starkly different. Protect yourself, protect your life. I, it, it's, this is exactly what we need to do, is we need to come here and, and make sure that we are trying our damnedest to save our own lives and to save our, save our way. Now, when it comes to this individual, he has the same answer that was given by who he copycatted, and that was the New Zealand shooter. So the question was, is why did you use guns instead of a flamethrower? Wouldn't a flamethrower have given you much more higher score? Now, in this regards, oftentimes when you see people like this, they're so entranced. And this is why a lot of people come out and they push the video game issue. Um, oftentimes you'll see this being referenced to Fortnite, to, to Call of Duty, to other games, and you talk about your kill score, your KD ratio, and everything else. So wouldn't this have given you a much higher score if you'd have just used a flamethrower? Well, his response is spot on compared to the New Zealand shooter. And it, this, is, this has been one of the big controversies. This has been one of the big issues. His answer was, yes, I encourage you to use a flamethrower as well as guns. So he wants as much carnage as possible. Use what you think to be best in your situation. I used a gun for the same reason that the New Zealand shooter used a gun. Remember, I'm not using his name. In case you haven't noticed, we are running out of time. As If this revolution doesn't happen soon, we won't have the numbers to win it. The goal is for the U.S. government to start confiscating guns. The goal is for the U.S. government to start confiscating guns. People will defend their right to own a firearm. Civil war has just started. Stop the slow boil of the frog. Prevent the Jew from using incrementalism. Make the Jew play all of his cards to make it apparent to more people how their rights are being taken away right before their eyes. This is not a matter of Jewish people coming out and taking our rights. This is a matter of the government taking atrocities like this in order to justify taking away another gun. Right? We can see any time that there's been a mass killing, any time that there's been a shooting um, outside of Chicago, you see legislators coming out um, – <clears throat> I agree with you, Wendy TV. When you, <coughs> um, this is this is something that the government thrives off of. There's an atrocity, and so we are doing this in order to protect you. We are going to take out your rights to protect yourself because we will provide it for you. If we take your rights away, those bad people, they're also going to abide by these laws. It's simply just not the case. So the what needs to occur here. 
is for people to understand what is actually coming here, what is actually happening here. The movement to remove the ability for people to protect themselves is on the agenda for the people that want to kill others. Makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense that you would want your prey to be defenseless. So with that, right, it's, ignore what he said, right? Ignore the fact that he wants the controversy and he wants the U.S. government to take it away. He, he, they talk about how they want the civil war. What they really want is for their victims to be defenseless. That's what they want. You really think that this individual or any other individuals really care about the, the rule of law? Do you really think that they care about morality? They believe that they're being moral by coming out and killing others. They have no regard for the lives that they take. They actually cherish it. And so it is incumbent upon you to be able to protect yourself. And they are fighting to remove your capacity of, of being able to do such a thing. It, it's truly, truly disgusting. I can't... This whole entire situation, right? Anytime that there's a killing, it's absolutely atrocious. I'm thankful that this individual didn't have his GoPro going like what the New Zealand shooter did. I'm glad to see that that was not uh, a situation that was widely publicized. I know that from the New Zealand shooting, one of the guys who shared the video actually was just sentenced to 14 years in prison. I think that that's entirely wrong and, and immoral for a system, for a government to say, you spoke out, you shared this information, and therefore um, we have determined that you've committed a crime worth 14 years of your life. I don't think that that necessarily um, is in line with the First Amendment, but nonetheless, they're in New Zealand, so you know how the Aussies are. That's right, Boogie, I'm talking about you. <laughs> so there's there's a huge issue there. And so... We, as a populace, we need to have more freedom of speech. We need to be able to talk about these things and speak about the atrocities, to be able to, to warn others, to be able to, to encourage the ability for people to use their capacity as a, as a human being of their natural right of being able to protect themselves. And that one of those things is to be able to carry a firearm. Many states across the country right now are fighting for absolute constitutional carry. Missouri just recently is working to pass a law where they're actually going to say, look, federal government, it's not, it's not in our interest to help protect your gun laws. Your gun laws are null and void in Missouri should they pass this law. And I completely agree with them because I think the Second Amendment is quite clear. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Sounds as if they're being prohibited from being able to take away your ability, your capacity to defend yourself. And so on those, those grounds, I agree with Missouri. Now here in South Carolina, where we have a Republican-led Congress, and we have a Republican in the governorship, we are struggling to even get a constitutional carry bill to discussion. And once it makes it to discussion, they say, yeah, we'll have constitutional carry where you have to have a permit, you have to have training, you have to get certifi certified, you have to have, do this, that, and the other. That's not in line with the Second Amendment, nor is it in line with the ability of you to protect yourself without the infringement, without the prevention from the government. Kiwis. Yeah. I'd love to insult you and share this, but I can't risk going back to the joint. <laughs> <coughs> If you guys are not following Boogie Bumper, make sure you guys give the man a follow. Uh, the man just came out. 
He's got his he's got his new Discord channel. Follow him over there. Join in on the discussions, dropping dank memes, talking about politics in Australia, in the UK, and certainly here in America. Um, and and dusk discussions aplenty down there. So make sure you guys are following Boogie Bumper over there to his Discord channel. Um, but yes. So I want to move on from from one atrocity to something that we all may may find as a blessing. So if you guys have been following the Robert Mueller investigation, now that it's finally collapsed, it's fallen in on itself. The House of Cards are finally wiped off the table um, with the the release of the investigation's findings to the public, redacted, and to Congress. Um, Attorney Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein has submitted his resignation. It's an awful weird time right now. If we look back at the timeline, Rod Rosenstein was the, effectively, he was the acting attorney general when it comes to the entire Robert Mueller case. Because despite the wishes of President Trump, Jeff Sessions, his original attorney general, recused himself. Which meant that the next in line, Rod Rosenstein, was in charge. He was a man who not only helped put up Robert Mueller to the case, he was also somebody who was signing on with the FISA court applications. If you guys remember um, that whole entire debacle, which is still under scrutiny and is being investigated right now in accordance with William Barr. Um, so Rod Rosenstein has had his hand into the, the, into the pot for a while. And now that everything is crumbling and falling away, he has submitted his resignation effective May 11th. So, what is that? 12 days from now? So he's got 12 days left in this. Um, William Barr said in a statement uh, that Rosenstein served the Justice Department with dedication and distinction. His devotion to the department and its professionals is unparalleled. Over the course of his distinguished government career, he has navigated many challenging situations with strength, Grace and good humor. Now, with with the Mueller report being dropped, now there is a narrative, there is a push from from the Trump base, from the supporters, from the Republicans, from conservatives, um, from people within the MAGA movement, in order to really go after the wrongdoing of many of the big figureheads in that entire uh, coup. In the entire coup, because there was allegations that the twenty-five or the twenty-fifth amendment was going to be invoked, that President Trump was too mental, too unstable to run as the president of the United States, and so they may have to invoke the twenty-fifth amendment. There was discussions that, um, that they were going to just work towards impeaching him. There was discussions that Rod Rosenstein himself was from this was a discussion from a uh, former FBI deputy director Andrew McCabe that Rod Rosenstein was going to record President Trump in private meetings and private discussions. Now if you guys if you guys follow the president in any way, if you guys understand the, the basis of the president, in private discussions, whatever the president says is is automatically classified. So by doing so if they didn't actually have a warrant against the president, then they would actually be releasing private information, which is that wiretapping allegation. Seems a little bit vindicated if that allegation is true. Huge, huge issue there. 
So Rod Rosenstein has been one of the targets. Uh, James Comey has been one of the targets. James Clapper has been one of the targets. Uh, former, uh, what was that, FBI director from from uh, from the Obama era. You've got people within the Obama administration being targeted now. Um, I think that Rod Rosenstein may be stepping away because he wants to get some of the heat off of him. Um, I think it's a good move. I don't think Rod Rosenstein is necessarily a great guy for the position from what I've seen of him, um, from what I've understood understood of him. Yeah, Carter Page. Carter Page is one of the one of the, oh, oh, never mind. Not Carter Page. You're talking about um um what's what's her name? Peter Strzok and Lisa Page? Is that her name? Yeah, so they're get, they're all getting looked at. FBI agents, lower lower FBI agents, but nonetheless, still getting looked at. Um so I think it's a good thing for draining the swamp, if you will, for clearing out the shop a little bit with Rod Rosenstein. Let's see if we can get somebody in there that's uh, that's going to be trying to put a butt in the ear of, of William Barr in order to get civil asset forfeiture away from the federal side to get, uh, get us moving on the idea of removing uh, marijuana and other drugs from the federal level as those are unconstitutional uh, authorities that they have dictated to themselves. Let's see them move towards the idea of federalism. Let's restore federalism in this country. Let's bring the powers from from the tippy top and bring that back down to the state level. If a state decides that they want to have illegal immigration, let them have their legal immigration. If we want to dump them off in accordance with Trump's plan, it, it's kind of a struggle to say, look, we're in favor of legal immigration. We're not going to help you get deported. But at the same time, don't bring us the illegals. Um, when it comes to drugs, if a country wants to say or a, a state wants to say, look, it's fine. You can have your drugs. Bring your drugs in here. Have a good time. Um, then it shouldn't be on the federal federal agents to come in and step in there and, and take this out. So whoever replaces Rod Rosenstein um, permanently would be a much hopefully be able to make a, a positive change in that. Um, I think that it even says in here. Yeah, there it is. Um, Fox News reported that William Barr picked Jeffrey Rosen, who currently serves as Deputy Secretary of the U.S. Department of Transportation, to take over for Rosenstein. So, <clears throat> we will see. We will see. Oh, never mind. That was to replace him as, as U.S. US Attorney. I apologize. Um, so, we'll see how that unfolds and how that, that continues on. Um I want to go over to a former CIA officer, Kevin Shipp. He has a warning. He has a warning that the leftist violence is going to get very, very bad over the next two years. Now, he is talking about... He's putting up a, a, a condition here in this situation. It seems very plausible. It seems very likely. With the way that the left has been very deranged on, on many things, right? We've called it Trump derangement syndrome. We've called it... Um, and being a lefty, um, you know, Antifa and all that. We've seen where the defense of, of truly immoral and unconscionable actions have been coming from, from the left, from the media, and from the Democrats. And and he doesn't think that it's over yet. And and I, I tend to agree. If this situation does fall through the way that it, it's going, this really is a possibility. During an interview with USA Watchdog's Greg Hunter, Ship, a former manager of a high-risk counterterrorism center, protective operations with the CIA, that's a mouthful, predicted that there would be arrests of deep state figures who were involved in the scandal. 
So he's talking about President Trump actually goes goes out and starts handling the coup. Starts handling and wrapping up um different people, whether they're bureaucrats, whether they're elected elected officials, and, and holding them accountable for the coup and for the conspiracy that has been plaguing this country for the last two years. He says these people need to be indicted, charged, and need to be put in prison. And if they're not, then our Constitution is mo- nothing more than a sham. And I have to say, um, I got I to gotta drop the quote. I don't know if you're in there, Shane Sweeney, but if you are... Um, <clears throat> Whether the Constitution be one thing or another, this much is clear. It is either um, allowed for the, the government that we have or is in, incapable of preventing it from becoming so. In either case, it is unfit to exist. And what that means is just basically that the Constitution doesn't mean anything because the government that we have is truly not in line with that that founding document, with the framing of what our country was supposed to be. And so I I, I, I kind of agree that our constitution is nothing more than a sham, but he's putting it on the basis that we're not holding some people accountable. He added that there was an ongoing civil war within the government, that there is a Marxist movement within the DNC that is in control right now. And I do agree that there is a large Marxist movement that is coming across this country. Right now, if you look at the DNC in the way that the uh, the front runners, um, that the, the high publicity uh, presidential candidates for the Democratic Party, Democratic Socialists, they're just announcing that they are socialists. They're 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 pushing socialist ideas. They're pushing Marxism um, on not only on the political side but also on the social side, and they they wanted to to tear away. And so this has been a huge huge issue. Um, this has been something that we've been talking about for a long while. Is just the the Marxist movement. And certainly when you look at the way that the Mueller investigation was going, when you look at how it was created by the the um, the Russian dossier, which was bought and paid for, um, or orig- originally paid for by, um, what is his name? John McCain. The late Senator John McCain was originally paid for by him and then later picked up and adopted and paid for and babied by the Hillary Clinton Foundation. That that entire thing has started a huge turmoil. It created a FISA court uh Looks like some FISA court malfeasance, maybe. It created a narrative that President Trump was colluding with Russia, that Russia's involvement in our election was because of, of Trump and his his actions and his administration's actions, um, or his campaign team at the time. And we have been finding out over time that none of this has really been holding up. None of this has been holding water. If, if we're trying to hold water, we're holding, uh, you know, we're holding a colander. Nothing is holding up. And so what the idea is there is that from the Obama administration who didn't who knew that Russia was planning to collude, that knew that Russia was trying to get involved, um, they didn't do anything about it because they expected that Hillary Rodham Clinton was going to be the the shoe-in. She was the one that was picked. She was picked by by the popular vote. She was the one that was supposed to come in and reign on for another four to eight years. It was supposed to be Hillary Rodham Clinton, the exact same as as Barack Obama in in many regards. And so there's no need to get involved because it's all going to go to the plan. We're good. And so they had these plans. They had these actions and they took these actions. They they ran the FISA courts. They ran spying operations. They 
They ran a false narrative. They were leaking information to the media. They were running this rampant, whether it was members of Congress during during sworn testimonies, whether it was the media, and you see Rachel Maddow just crying as her entire two and a half years is being destroyed because she ran on a conspiracy. The movement, the goal was to destroy disrupt the Trump administration, prevent the good from the Trump administration, and to try to encourage people to to adopt and to adapt into the democratic socialist platform, to move into the Marxist movement, to join up, to link up, and to care about one another, and to have compassion for one another. But meanwhile, behind all that love that they so-called have, is nothing more than contempt. Nothing more than contempt and hatred for individual liberty, for freedom, and for a booming economy. What they are standing against has been President Trump and his agenda. President Trump has done many good things. Cutting regulations. Beautiful. Getting out of the way of the commerce in this country. Beautiful. When when he helped push to get the individual mandate from Affordable Care Act cut. Beautiful. When they passed that, gorgeous. When the Tax Cuts and Job Act was passed, I couldn't have been more proud of our president. But that doesn't mean that everything that President Trump has done has been great. Sorry to say, when you turn law-abiding citizens into ten, up to 10-year prison sentence felons, with a stroke of your pen for owning a firearm accessory. I can't, I can't support that. When you push tariffs that affect the American citizens you're trying to protect. That protectionism has never worked in the past and it didn't work now. Our tariffs have been hurting our economy. They've been hurting us. And we've seen this time and time again. So hopefully we, we end these tariff wars soon. But, but while they're in the interim, I can't support them. President Trump has been talking about being anti-war, but when Congress steps forward and passes through the House and through the Senate with, with a majority of support to stop supporting the war, the genocide there in Yemen, and he practices his second veto, I cannot support that. And I hope you guys don't either. But what this Marxist movement I have to say, it is right up there with, with, not, with continuing to support Saudi Arabia and the, and the genocide in Yemen. They want to have a genocide of liberty lovers here in America. They want to see you suffer with 60%, 70% tax rates. They tell you that it's only, it's only the 1%. Except for Bernie Sanders now, he says, oh, it's only the billionaires. They want to see you suffer more because they think that they can handle your money, that they can handle your life in a better way. And so once these, getting back to the story, once these situations happen, once people start getting rounded up for the coup that they were a part of, and once President Trump wins the presidency for the second term, then what we will see is... The, the derangement of 2016 pales in comparison to what we will see 
2020, in 2021, 2022. Those actions of those times, you won't worry about 2016 any longer because they will understand that they have lost a large grasp on the people that they thought that they held before. Because there are still people within the Democratic Party. There are people that are on the left that think that research, that understand. And whenever you show them the growth of commerce, when you see the economy boom because of government stepping out of the way, eventually that clicks. Eventually that sinks in. So things like that, beautiful. Thank you, Trump. Thank you, President Trump, for helping fight for that. Thank you, Congress, for fighting that. Now, what we need to see is to see some cutbacks, to see some rollbacks on the federal government, and let's see that we as a society can survive without having the force, without having the extortion from the federal government, and, and let's move it on that way. That would be a much better way, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. All right. Let's get on to Buttigieg. If you guys don't know who Pete Buttigieg is, he is the mayor. He is the mayor that comes from the Michigan, from the great state of Michigan. I don't know why I call it great. It's just Michigan. It's just Michigan, guys. What are the, what, what, what's Michigan famous for? Eh, hmm, not much. All right. So from Michigan, uh, Pete Buttigieg has a sexual assault allegation against him. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it. Um, what the entire what the entirety of this release was. The allegation has not been made yet, but the preemptive allegation has been, and that's we have the Great Lakes. Yeah, I guess. Like even the lakes aren't even that great. Let's be honest. The mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Sorry, it's from Indiana. I apologize. I'm getting this all butchered up. My name is Hunter Kelly. I am 21 years old, and this is by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do. For the past three nights, I've not slept, not even a single hour. I have vomited eight times. I was sexually assaulted by Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I don't know who I didn't know who he was back in February. Only, only that he told me he was an important politician. When I started seeing him on television three weeks ago as a presidential candidate, I thought about coming forward. I am a gay man. I have been grappling with my identity for a number of years. I live, work, and attend college in rural Michigan. I know that by coming forward, I will make a hard life even harder, but I must do so. I must do so for my country, for other gay men like me, and for, and most importantly, to stop a very bad man from becoming president of the United States. I must confess that this is the toughest thing I have ever had to do. For two weeks now, I have been contemplating suicide. I see myself jumping from a building or a bridge. I know that years and years of counseling may lie in front of me. Now, he did not share the whole story of his encounter with Buddha Judge. In the days and weeks ahead, I, sh- I will share my full story with the nation, his post finished. So we will see more coming from this. Now, there, there has been some background information finding out about this uh, Hunter Kelly. And looking at this, you're not part of the scene in D.C. unless you've been accused of rape, let's be honest. I mean, that, there may be some, some disgusting truth to that. Um, so there's been some de- background digging on this Hunter Kelly. 
Now, anytime you have accusations like this, of course, the first thing that people want to go to is who is this individual? Is there is there politics at play? Is there is he is he on the same side as Buttigieg? How does this all play out to to figure out is he more believable or is he not? With this, um, if the information is accurate on what has been dug up. Mr. Kelly is a Trump supporter. <clears throat> now, many people who believe in Buttigieg are instantly going to come out and say, look, this is a political hit. This is a political hit. Now, I've been watching Buttigieg. We've been talking about him for a little while. And with Buttigieg, Buttigieg came out and he started up a flurry. The media really got behind him. Look at this. This is an openly gay man who was married, who's coming out, and he's fighting, and he's he's... Uh, eloquent in the way that he speaks and he pushes a good message and what about policy don't worry about policy nobody's talking about policy yet they're just they're just getting out there and and making a name for themselves well with buddha judge he had a nice little spike in his publicity and his ratings have been slow maybe even faltering so i if if this is if this is a political hit, it is a preemptive strike way before the idea that Buttigieg even comes near the second place. Now, who's second place? Who's first place? Well, that's Joe Biden and and uh, Bernie Sanders, right? I don't think Buttigieg is nearing that point. So either this is a nice preemptive strike, politically motivated, or this is genuine. We will have to see um, how the future plays out as more information is provided. If he has corroborating information um, or if he has witnesses that are able to come out and, and vindicate what his story is. But I think that this certainly does raise some concerns. <clears throat> I don't. I'm not going to dive too far into this because, like I said, this is this is ongoing. But this does raise some concerns. Maybe he is trying to get um, to become a, a, a Buddha judge is hiring people in order to seem more uh, more DC like. He's got to he's got to fill those shoes, right? So we'll see if the, if there's any truth behind that. But so. One accusation against Buttigieg. We've got an accusation against Cory Booker, which has anyone even seen any news of Cory Booker lately? I feel like the man has dropped out. He has dropped off the face of the media and therefore has dropped out of the race. Um, We have, of course, plenty of accusations against Joe Biden of women saying that they feel uncomfortable around them. Um, There's a couple balloons that came out um, accusing Bernie Sanders of using them to comb his hair each morning. Um, we should believe those balloons. Believe all balloons. Um, <laughs> Kamala Harris, you know, she's being accused of of defaming her country of origin by her father. She's nothing. I, I haven't seen anything of sexual nature with her. Um, but I think that the, the 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 most worrisome is those balloons right now because those are those are true and and you should never run as president of the United States. Using those balloons, <clears throat> but so that 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 does worry me. So I want to go back to 2015 real quick. If you start smoking crack, he's a DC shoe, and I like it. Um, I want to go back to 2015. 
because there's been something that we've been talking about and there's a, a certain person of interest that, that came up in the recent month that this may give you a, a different remembering of the past. So four years ago, May 1st, so almost exactly four years ago, um, Snowden, Assange, and Manning statues unveiled in Berlin. Taking a stand in Berlin's uh, Alexanderplatz are whistleblowers Chelsea Manning, Julian Assange, and Edward Snowden. The sculptures represent three contemporary heroes who have lost their freedom for the truth. Now, as Julian Assange is, is going through his sentencing now in this country, this can't be further, or this, this, this is nothing but true. Right, losing their freedom for the truth. The life-size bronze statues were unveiled on Friday in front of members of the German Green Party as well as activists. All three figures are considered heroes on the political left for leaking U.S. intelligence documents and on the political libertarian side. I'm just saying. I don't want to be associated with the left. Uh, the artist behind the work? Uh, I'm not worried about that. Um, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange faces extradition to Sweden. That one has since been dropped in sexual assault, but he fears he will be extradited to the U.S. to face questions over his role in leaking secret U.S. documents. That is exactly where we're at right now. He has taken asylum in Ecuador's London embassy. U.S. soldier Chelsea Manning, born Bradley Manning, was convicted in 2013 on charges related to the espionage act. She has then since been commuted. She is currently serving a 35-year prison sentence. Edward Snowden is currently evading extradition to the U.S. by taking asylum in Russia. He was released classified information from the NSA to journalists re revealing the scale of the U.S. government's global surveillance capabilities. Also, he was talking about what was happening to the American people, the American citizens, using the Patriot Act in order to justify wiretapping us, in order to listen in on your conversation and everything else that was going on there. So there were three people that wanted to speak truth about the atrocities that were going on in this country, and there in uh, Berlin, they embodied what it meant to be a journalist, what it meant to, to release damning information, even if it meant putting yourself at risk. And so I, I saw that, and, and my hat goes off to them, right? We now have, we have Snowden, who's, who's in, in Russia right now, trying to stay away, trying to stay alive, trying to survive. Um, and he's doing great. Um, we have Julian Assange right now, who just got extradited into this country, back to this country. And we have Manning, who's since then been released. So it's a, it's a huge, huge issue there. And I want to open up the phone lines for you guys. If you guys want to call in, you guys got a topic you guys want to talk about, um, anything going on in the world that you feel as if I should have been covering and I did not, feel free to call in right now. The phone number is 802-671-5328. If Julian Assange would have redacted names, he would have been in better light. I don't think that that would necessarily be true because of the... the so with Julian Assange, what they're trying to do, what they're they're trying to get him on was the fact that Julian Assange was helping um, Chelsea Manning extract information from government intelligence computers. So they were using accounts that were not Manning's accounts. And so he was helping use a Linux system in order to extract the passwords in order to sign on to these accounts. And so they're using that methodology of, of breaking into the system. Um, as what they're going to go after Julian Assange for. The punishment will be up to five years um, on those charges, but we'll see if 
they maintain or how they will go about um, those charges or those allegations. So once again, guys, the phone number is up there right now. Um, I'll, I'll leave the phone up for another good couple minutes. And then um, if, if no one wants to call in, no one's got any ideas or, or topics that they would like to cover, we will have to wrap up the show. Uh, phone number is 802-671-5328-802-671-5328. Always, always appreciate the phone calls in, guys. And um, let me see if I can find... I'm I'm pretty sure I shared something also on my, my personal page that I wanted to, wanted to cover with you guys and I forgot to grab the show notes for. I'm always sharing stuff. If you guys haven't found me on Facebook, find me over there on Facebook. Um... It is jason.lion.92. Facebook.com. <laughs> All right. I got to do this. I got to do this for you guys real quick. So uh, always a fantastic meme. Got to share the good memes. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh-oh. All right. Bernie Sanders. Reporters, we would love to talk to you about your best-selling book. Bernie at his third home. Come on in, you broke motherfuckers. That's right, Bernie Sanders, the broke capitalist. The broke capitalist. The man. The myth. The legend. The closet capitalist Bernie Sanders. Um, I know we've covered Bernie Sanders and his open hypocrisy of how he made so much money. And it, he earned every pe- every penny of it. He deserves every penny of it because he worked hard making those books, writing those books. Or that one book and sharing that out and working off the backs and the labor of underpaid employees was also that he could make his several hundred thousand dollars. And so he deserves all of that and he should not have to distribute that or or reimburse people or provide for others um, through that. Um you know, just the open hypocrisy, right? How many of those people who helped distribute his books, how many people over there at Amazon, how many people at Barnes and Noble, wherever these books are being sold, how many of those people are not making the quote unquote livable ways that Bernie Sanders says that should be afforded to anyone and everyone. And yet he persists on hating, on hating capitalism while thriving off of it himself. Now I want to go and continue on with Bernie Sanders real quick. Um, Dave Smith brought up a really good point on his show. If you guys are not listening to Dave Smith, go ahead and uh, subscribe to him on on your favorite podcast app. Part of the problem. Part of the problem with Dave Smith. Fantastic man. Always got great insight. He was talking about, is Bernie Sanders actually running to become the president of the United States? And he was using some pretty good evidence from the speeches, from the discussions that Bernie Sanders had, whether it was at the Fox News town hall, whether it was at the CNN town hall, or um, in other platforms. Where he talks about in two years, he'll be going back to Congress's pay of $174,000. Kind of weird that you would uh, be in a presidential race and you're talking about your presidential race and you're like, man, I'm going back to the congressional pay. There ain't no point in me talking about the presidential pay. Um, but he goes into he goes into a lot of good evidence there. And and it does genuinely uh, raise some some concerns. That... What is it that that Bernie Sanders wants to do? Is he with the the movement there of the voters or allowing terrorists to vote, specifically the Marathon Bombers, the Boston Marathon Bombers, um, letting them vote? Was that a way to get people off of his base to get to to throw the votes towards Joe Biden or to other Democrats to get him 
to get it away from him. That may be something that, that could be coming up. Is Bernie Sanders just going to take this situation, take his presidential campaign, get it close to the end, and then lose the race intentionally or however he can? And as long as he doesn't as long as he doesn't just back out, but he he allows somebody else to take over that spot, he can make another book deal. He can make even more money than what he's making, and uh, he can continue thriving and surviving off of capitalism. It, it, it very well may be a possibility because we all know that Bernie Sanders himself not not exactly the greatest of socialists. When you when you want to brag about your three homes and you want to brag about the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're collecting in and say, look, I don't need to give more than three percent of my money to charity. I don't need to give more than what I'm required to by taxes. And in fact, I'm going to do as many deductions as I can, and I'm going to I'm going to itemize my taxes in order to make sure that I save every penny that I can because you. Uh, you recipients of the taxpayer money, uh, you guys are just being greedy about my money. You guys are greedy about my money, and you guys need to stop that. Um, so Bernie Sanders, is he running an actual campaign for presidency, or is he just running another publicity stunt? We'll have to wait and see how that goes. But uh, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up the show. I appreciate you all for calling er, for, for coming in today and enjoying your Monday night with me. Uh, for the following week, what we got? We got tomorrow night. We got Muddy Waters of Freedom coming on. Spike and Matt, always have a great show. Always have good laughs. You, if you leave the show without laughing, it's because you only opened it and closed the closed the video right down. Um, stick around for a little while. If you don't laugh, give me a call, give me a notice, and uh, I'll make them tell you a joke or something. Um, Wednesday night, we are not going to be having uh, my fellow Americans. Uh, Spike will be out with uh, with some doctor's appointments, but on Thursday we will be returning with the. Uh, writer's block and then Friday night of course you have me Mr. Merck of the Bearded Truth following that up um, finishing up the week with you guys so I want to say thank you guys all for for sharing your your time with me I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I will see you guys this upcoming Friday night 7 p.m. Eastern be good be safe and I'll see you guys all then